the National Broadcasting Company takes pleasure in presenting a new series starring Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin as Anne and James Wallace in The Marriage. When you look ahead, marriage promises to be a cavalcade of historic events. But when you look back on it, you sometimes find that the apparently uneventful has become the unforgettable. Any way you look at it, marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement among friendly people. And that brings us to our story of Anne and James. I don't know about this business of love at first sight. When I was introduced to Anne, I only thought that she was a nice girl with attractive eyes. And I said, how do you do? And I looked around the room for something with a little more yump. I was very young. I left her at her door that night with a feeling of respect for her intelligence, which means, of course, that she'd listened prettily while I went over the fine points in the case of the state of New York versus Hutchins, Hogan, and Prosnick, which I was working on at the time. Very interesting case, too. Well, anyway, I walked to the subway and I forgot all about her. No one was more surprised than I when I called her in the morning and asked her for a date. And on that rainy night three weeks later in the hallway of her apartment house, if anybody had told me that I was going to ask her to marry me, well, I would have said he was crazy. Good night, James. Good night, Anne. Good night, James. Good night, Anne. Good night, James. Good night, Anne. You'd better go now, James. This time you'd really better. Why? You worried about old what's-her-name, landlady? Mrs. Grady? Well, she's awake. That's her radio. Well, what of it? A girl who lives alone has to be careful of her reputation. <laughs> How's your reputation? James, stop <laughs> that. With Mother coming to town tomorrow, I don't want Mrs. Grady giving her a lot of ideas. Well, she can't do that. A slander and defamation of character. Oh, I love that perfume. Don't ever use any other kind. Oh, it's easy for you. You don't live here. I do. And you're not a single girl. I am. I defy Mrs. Grady. Mrs. Grady, I defy... James, please. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Let's say goodnight now. I mean, really. I'm so wet. Look, come on. Stand over here. There. Ah. Comfortable? Oh, how I hate apartment houses. When we get married, let's get a house. I don't care how small or how far away. I beg but... your pardon? What? What did you just say? Uh, hate apartments like houses. You mentioned marriage. Oh, of course, married first. You can't just ignore convention. James, dear, a girl likes to be asked. Oh, but I took it for granted that you... Well, felt... that's just it. Oh, well, then I better ask you. That would be nice. I don't think I'm going to be very good at this. Try. Well, here goes. Dear Anne, caught as I am between Mrs. Grady inside and the rain outside... I... No, 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 no. no that's, that's, forget about that. That's not right. Well, it did sound a little as though you were trapped. <laughs> Anne. Anne, darling, if this was somewhere where it isn't, if the sun was shining and the birds sang instead of Mrs. Grady's radio. <laughs> and I had my arm around you, and, and we were alone. I'd kiss you, and then I'd kiss you again. I'd tell you that I loved the color of your hair, and the way you laughed, and 
how gentle and wise you are. Does this sound as though I were taking inventory? Go on. And then, when I'd found the courage and the right words, I'd just come out and say it. What would you say? And please marry me. Well? You mean it's my turn? You only have to say yes. Is that all? Well, I suppose you could say no. I'd rather you didn't. Doesn't it matter whether I love you? Oh, yes, of course. We'd better establish that first, because... James, will you kiss me? Well, don't be silly. And now, good night, darling. Oh, I hope I have my key. But you, you can't do that. Can't a girl sleep on it? It's very late, and besides, I have to meet Mother early in the morning. And now I ask you, you have to answer. You, you can't just turn me off like a faucet. I've got to know where I stand. In a puddle, darling. Oh, no, you know what I mean. James, Mother arrives tomorrow. I want you to meet her. But I'm proposing you know, to you. It's, it's going to seem a little strange to her, my knowing you such a short time. And Well, she never approved of my coming to New York to begin with. And if Father had been alive, he would have forbidden it. Why? Well, after all, in, in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, New York is considered rather a dangerous place to send one's daughter all by herself, especially to study art. Mother's hardly reconciled to that, and now... And if, if she doesn't like me, would that make a difference to you? Of course it wouldn't make any difference to me. Thank you, darling. Of course, it is possible that uh, she could resist me. Why do you insist that Mama will dislike you? Well, it's just the circumstances. You pointed them out yourself. You know what I mean. Are you sure there isn't something sinister about you that an inexperienced girl wouldn't notice, but that her mother would? Not at all. As a matter of fact, middle-aged... <laughs> middle-aged ladies usually like me very much. Oh, don't brag. Uh, not bragging. I only try to reassure you. Anne, dear, I want to marry you more than anything else in the world. Now, do you or do you not feel the same way about me? Must I answer yes or no, counselor? Yeah, no, no, of course not. Dear James, dear impulsive man, I don't know you at all, really. But you will. No, I'm don't to... interrupt. I don't know you at all. But even now, here in this shabby hallway with, with Mrs. Grady listening and, and the rain running off my collar and down my neck, I think I love you very, very much. Will that do? Yes, Anne. Yes, that, that's terribly nice to know. I, I, I may burst with happiness. I don't know what it was. This talk of marriage three weeks after meeting James was something I didn't expect. And yet, looking back, I think I had a feeling about him the moment we met at the party. James pretended to be so sophisticated and devil-may-care. Well, I just wanted to mother him. I don't know exactly when I stopped feeling simply maternal and, and got a, a, a younger feeling when I, when I started loving him. Well, I met the train from Fitchburg and told Mother I was thinking of marrying James. Oh, dear. Her face got set the way it had when I told her I was going to New York. Poor Mama. I knew that she was going to be hard on James. Even so, I couldn't wait to exhibit him. My James. 
But as that wouldn't be possible until the evening, I introduced her to my next most prized possession, my apartment. Doesn't this wallpaper make you terribly depressed? I'd have the blues from morning till night. No, I've been very happy with this wallpaper. I've been happy with everything for three weeks. Yes, I know. You're going to love him, Mama. I can't wait until tonight. Oh, look at the time. I'd better put these dishes away. I just can't help wishing he was something besides a lawyer. What's wrong with lawyers? Well, lawyers always smoke cigars and wear dark gray suits. James smokes a pipe, and I've never seen him in a dark gray suit. He can't be much of a lawyer. And even if he is, they don't make good husbands. Now, Mama, is that a fair thing to say? Well, you can't tell me that a man can spend the day fooling around with loopholes and tricky language and then come home and give his wife a straight answer. No. <laughs> oh, Mama. You'll ask him why he's late for dinner and he'll wherefore and whereas you till he's blue in the face. Mama, stop it. You haven't even met him yet. And I'd like to hear what your father would have said about your marrying a strange lawyer whom you've known for only three weeks who claims to have a family up in Canada that nobody's ever seen. Mother, you're being ridiculous. Ridiculous, am I? You're ready to give away your life to a man you've known only three weeks. Twenty-one days. Well, it is an awfully short time, I admit. For all you know, he may have a wife and children somewhere. <laughs> all right, go on, laugh at me. But learning to live with another person is the most difficult thing in the world. Even with a man you've known for years, let alone three weeks. I know, Mama. Your father was a wonderful man in all the big ways, but there were little things about him that nearly drove me out of my mind. Just little things, but I had to live with them. For instance? Well, he... Oh, it sounds silly, but he used to put ketchup on his eggs. <laughs> I never told him, but if there's anything that takes away my appetite, it's eggs with ketchup on them. <laughs> it happened every morning of my married life, and I could never eat breakfast until lunchtime, and it wasn't funny. Oh, I'm sorry, Mama. It's, oh, it's things like that that make marriage unbearable when you find them out too late. Well, it didn't make your marriage unbearable, did it? You've always said father was a devoted husband. Yes, but I might have found a devoted husband who wasn't devoted to ketchup on his eggs. <laughs> but, Mama... Oh, this man might have habits that would make you miserable. You'll... You'll be married a long time, dear. And a long time with the wrong man is... Well, it's a long time. Yes. Yes, it is. Mama... I'm going to be sensible about it. Yes, I'm going to find out a lot more about James. You know something, Mama? What, dear? I must have been more worried about this than I thought, because well, suddenly I, I feel relieved. When I left Anne that night after proposing, I couldn't wait to get home and tell Tony... I was walking on air. Well, for two blocks, anyway. Then the elation suddenly evaporated in the cold night air, and the events of the hallway became unreal, and I was alone with the disconcerting fact that I'd asked a girl to be my wife. I got butterflies in the stomach, big apprehensive ones with wildly flapping wings. Why hadn't I kept my big mouth shut? At least until I considered the consequences. I was scared stiff. I, I, I crept into bed, trying not to wake Tony, but, well, sleep was impossible. 
have to face it. Three o'clock. What did you say? Oh, you awake, Tony? Awake? You know, Junior, when I agreed to share this one-room paradise with you, I didn't bargain for your nightmare. I've eaten you anyway. Tony, I feel terrible. Hey, wait, I'll turn on the light. Why don't you take a bicarb or a couple of aspirins? Wish it were that easy. Tony, this is serious. I asked Ann to marry me. And then what'd she say? I don't want to get married. I- I'm not ready. Easy, Junior. We all have to go sometime. What got into me? <laughs> Why did I ask her? I can't get married now and take on all that responsibility. I must have been out no, of no, my... No, let's not get excited. How am I going to get out of it? It'll break her heart. Then I take it she said yes. No, not yet. I'm sure she's going to. And then what am I going to do? Marry her. What? You're the guy who always said that when a man becomes a husband, he stops being an individual. Oh, I say a lot of things. I'm very clever. You remember that night on the subway when you picked out the married men by the way they looked? Depressed, harried, shabby. (laughs) We were real wise guys, weren't we? Tony, you're not helping me. I thought I could count on you, but sure. I said and I still say, if a man marries the wrong girl, it's the end of him as an individual. Okay. That's what I said you said. But if he marries the right girl, it may be just the beginning. Sometimes it works out. Some of my best friends are married. My mother and father, for instance. <laughs> and didn't you tell me your parents were happy? Yes, but my father was the type who needs to get married to be happy. What type are you, Junior? Tony, I, I'm not what I seem. You know, conventional, conscientious, disciplined. Underneath, uh, in me, anyway, the, the, there's a streak of primitive wildness. Oh, no. I'm, uh, <laughs> Tony, this is very serious. Honestly, I don't think I'm the type to be satisfied with a domestic life. Why not? Even Tarzan had a mate. Oh, stop kidding me, will you? I'm sorry I ever started this. Don't be sorry. Maybe you're right. Could be you're a born bachelor and that's it. Then I'm back where I started. And what am I going to do about Anne? I kill her when I tell her I've changed my mind. I don't think it will. Tony, she's crazy about me. Maybe. But she's a good-looking girl. She won't be heartbroken for long. Oh, Anne's not a coquette, Tony. When that girl gives her heart, she gives it for keeps. Maybe, but don't worry about it. One of those handsome models she meets in art school might find a way to make her forget. Oh, no. Not Anne. No, she's not impressed with muscle. Okay. So she'll meet some brilliant artist. She'll have more in common with an artist than a lawyer anyway. Oh, I don't know. Some artists are practically inarticulate. Hmm. I won't argue the point, Counselor. I'm going back to sleep. Try it yourself. No. Never be happy with an artist. Go to sleep. Too level-headed. Good night, Jim. Mm. Good night. Tony. Yes, Junior? What now? Tony... If we get married before your vacation, will you be my best man? Mama, please promise me you'll be nice to James when he gets here. Of course I'll be nice to him. Why shouldn't I be? I know, but but don't be too polite. Well, now, maybe I'd better not meet him at all. Oh, Mother. 
course, I warn you that I mean to find out something about any man who wants to marry my daughter. Naturally, Mama, but please be discreet. He needn't think that because you have no father, he can pull the wool over people's eyes. He's not trying to pull the wool over anything. Don't tell me about lawyers, dear. After all, everybody knows that a lot... Oh, there he is. Now, please, Mama, please keep an open mind. I'm sure you'll find James charming. Go on and let the man in. I can tell by the gleam in your eye, but... All right, I'll let him in. No. No, I'll get it. Don't, uh, Anne. Anne. And your slip showing. Oh. Anne, darling. Hello, James. How could I ever have doubted? James. James, no, not now. I mean, I mean there's Mother. Mother? Oh, of course, your mother. How, how is she? Very well, thank you. <laughs> mother, this is James. James, this is Mother. How do you do, Mr. Wallace? How do you do, Mrs. Caldwell? Can't tell you what a pleasure it is to meet you at last. I've looked forward to this for such a long time. Three weeks. <laughs> well, Anna's told me so much about you, I feel I know you. Yes, yes, that, that, that's very nice. Um, Anne, dear, could I see you in the other room for just a moment? Now, Mother? Yes, uh, please excuse us, Mr. Wallace. It's just a little family matter. Oh, that's quite all right. Mama, did you have to do that? Close the door. What is it, Mama? You never told me he was so short. Oh, Mama, you can't trust short men. They always have chips on their shoulders. <laughs> Five feet seven is not really short, and besides, a man's height has got nothing to do with anything. Your Uncle Jonathan, who ran away with the elephant girl... I'm not was... staying around, not a second. Are you coming out there with me, or shall I go alone? Your Uncle Jonathan was only... I'm opening feet... the door, Mama. But I'm just trying to take the place of your father, that's all. Well, that little morsel of feminine business is over with... Sorry, James. Oh, that's perfectly all right. You know how women are, Mr. Wallace. Oh, of course. Are there um, many women in your family? Well, not in my immediate family. I have no sisters. Oh, then you don't know how women are. Well, uh, I guess I don't. I was just wondering because you said you did. Would anyone care for a cup of tea? Uh, I'd love one. What about you, Mother? Not just now, thanks, dear. I believe I'll join you, James. Oh, good. Oh, just a little milk. There. Thank you. Perhaps Mr. Wallace would care for something a little stronger, dear. Oh, no, this is fine. Oh, come now, Mr. Wallace. Wouldn't you rather have whiskey? You don't have to stand on ceremony with me. Really, Mrs. Caldwell, James I rarely... James doesn't drink whiskey, Mother. But I may start any minute. <laughs> James, have one of these cookies. I, I think you'll like them. Oh, they look delicious. Thank you. Well, Mrs. Caldwell, this is your first trip to New York? Oh, my, no. I think New York is just a bit too noisy for Mother's taste. She's a farm girl at heart. Well, I can appreciate that. When I was a boy, I used to spend my summers in a farm in Saskatchewan. Stayed with my aunt. Never forget those days. Something wonderful about a farm, isn't there, Mrs. Caldwell? All there is to a farm is a lot of hard work. Yes, of course, but I, I mean, the kind of work that keeps you young and strong. It killed my mother at the age of 58. <laughs> Anne, uh, could I possibly have another cup of tea? Oh, certainly. Uh, Mother, are you sure you don't care for anything? Uh, no, 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 thank you, Dip. Uh, Mr. Wallace, how is it that... How you... about a cookie, Mother? They're very good. Uh, no, thank you, Dip. Uh, Mr. Wallace, I understand... Would you like me to make you a sandwich? I have some cheese. I'm not hungry, dear. Uh, Mr. Wallace... Excuse uh, me, Mrs. Caldwell, but why don't you just try calling me James? I will, Mr. Wallace. Just as soon as it feels comfortable for me to do so. Oh, yes. 
You didn't know that I had such an old-fashioned mother, did you, James? Well, you know what they say, old-fashioned things are the best things. Really? I never heard anyone say that. No? Oh, I thought it was quite a well-known saying. I've heard it often. I believe I've read it, too. I can't remember just where. Uh, Anne, could I have some more tea? Certainly. I was, um, I was about to ask, Mr. Wallace, what brought you to New York? Well, I came here on a visit while I was at law school. Harvard, incidentally, Mother. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I, I came down on a visit, and I just fell in love with this city. I was fascinated by the idea of living in the midst of so many millions of people. I don't know whether that makes any sense. I know what you mean. It's a perfect city to hide in. James wasn't... <laughs> Mother, James wasn't looking for a place to hide in. Oh, I wasn't suggesting that he was looking for a place to hide. I was just making an observation. Um, tell me, Mr. Wallace, I, um, I hear that New York is overloaded with lawyers. Can a young man really make a living here? Well, uh, I think By living, you're... I mean eight to 12,000 a year. Well, I tell you, Mrs. Cole, Mother, it's not... I hate to interrupt this interesting conversation, but we've run out of tea. Yes, well, all right, go ahead, dear, and make some more. Mr. Wallace and I have lots to talk about. Yes. Uh, that's the point. I, I need him in the kitchen to open a jar of olives. Well, I don't like olives, thank you. They're for James. He loves olives. Will you excuse me, please, Mrs. Caldwell? Oh, certainly. And, dear, we need more hot water. Hot water? I'm in it up to my hairline. Oh, James, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. How do you feel? So I just lost two falls out of three. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. I had no idea she'd act this way. She'd only stop calling me Mr. Wallace. She's never been like this before. She's really very sweet. I'm sure she must be. She's terribly worried because we've only known each other three weeks. You must try to understand. Believe me, I'm trying. But have you any idea what it feels like to sit there and be taken apart? Now, don't make it worse than it is, James. Have you any idea what it feels like to be questioned? You just questioned... asked that question. But this is a nerve-wracking experience. James, are you sure you aren't dramatizing it just a little bit? I never dramatize anything. Well, never mind. It's perfectly normal to dramatize. I don't care whether it's normal. I don't do it. Oh, you have a temper. Anne, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that about you. I wouldn't say that I had an abnormal temper... Perhaps not. Still, you have a temper. And how long have you had this habit of repeating things? You see how little we know each other. You see? I'm sorry, Anne. I guess I'm on my set. Anne, when are you going to answer my question? Will you marry me? Oh, James. Mother was right. There are so many things that people must know about each other if they are to have a happy marriage. That isn't true. If they love each other, they can work everything out. That isn't realistic. What about the little things? What little things? Children? No. No. <laughs> Suppose you're grumpy in the morning or, or don't like canaries or something. Do you like canaries? No, I don't. You see? There you are. Why? Do you like canaries? Of course not. But suppose I did. <laughs> Just suppose I were mad about canaries and you couldn't stand them. We'd be miserable, don't you see? Ma'am. Anne, come here. No, 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 James. This is very important. This is something we must stop and be very cool-headed about. Tomorrow evening, you and I are going to sit down and find out all the things about each other that we haven't discussed. Agreed? Oh, Anne, why do Agreed. we have to go through... Oh, all right. Agreed.
Now, James, we must have an objective and logical conversation. Is that understood? Yes, Miss Caldwell. You're being facetious. No, Miss Caldwell. Just good-natured. James, if something that's important to me is just a joke to you, then there's something seriously wrong between us. All right, dear. Actually, I think it's important, too. Oh, I hope you do. I, I really hope so. Now, I've made a list of things, and if you think of anything else, just ask. Right. You comfortable in that chair, darling? Please, James, there will be no affection. Sorry. By the way, where's your mother? She's out shopping. Hmm. More likely a police headquarters, seeing if I have a record. <laughs> James, you're being frivolous. No, darling, simply apprehensive. Now, let's look at the situation dispassionately. I'm sure we agree on everything. Well, I that's, feel it. That's what we're here to find out. Now, one, do you sleep with a window open? Well? Do you? You must tell me. Oh, I always have the window open. You do? Well, always. How about you? I can't sleep if there's a draft. You can't? No. Well, after all, what's a little thing like a window? We can no, always close... No, no, James. No, don't make light of it. It's an important difference between us. I suppose so. It's vital to find out these things now. Well, now, let's go on. That's probably the only point on which we disagree. Two. Are you untidy in the home? I mean, do you drop things all over the place, or do you like to be neat at all times? Oh. I suppose I've got to be honest. You must. At home, I'm a pig. Oh. <laughs> but I could change so easily. Oh, no. But... It's easy to say so. But we can change our personality. And we can compromise. Compromises never work. Now, do you like modern furniture or period? Well, that's easy. Period, of course. Just looking at that modern stuff makes me uncomfortable. Oh, James! What a narrow-minded attitude to take. We must go forward, move with the time. Forward? I've sat on stumps that had more grace. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, but a person who prefers archaic period furniture to the clean lines of the future must be old-fashioned and, and, and stuffy. Oh, now, listen to us. It's no use pretending. We don't agree on anything. We'd never get along. It'd be ketchup and eggs on a bigger scale. What was that? Ketchup and eggs. Oh, I like ketchup and eggs. <laughs> you see, we'd, we'd irritate each other to death. And, and don't say we could change. We, we couldn't be happy. We'd be uncomfortable. You know it. Oh, I don't know. None of those things strikes me as critical. By the way, don't you like ketchup with eggs? No, I don't. <laughs> you see how irritating it would be to face such differences when, when there's no escape? All right, Anne. You win. Let's just call it off. <laughs> Perhaps you're right. If you are, we're lucky we found out about the differences in time. We've been very sensible. We certainly have. You know, Anne, you're a very bright girl. Very pretty one, too. Actually, what we've done is unusually intelligent. Yes, it is. I it felt is. very depressed about it at first, but... Oh, I love that perfume. But now that it's over, well, it's a great relief. Yes, I, I know what you mean. It, it was something that had to be done. You're right, darling. Absolutely right. No matter how pink. Yes, and Anne. Anne, now that we've done it. What? Can I have an answer? Will you marry me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> And 
and so the marriage took place. And we moved into a modern house. With some 18th century furniture. And closed bedroom windows. Good night, James. Good night, darling. This was the first episode of The Marriage, a new radio series starring Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin as Anne and James Wallace. Anne's mother was played by Muriel Bremner. Tony was played by Charles Flynn. Music was conducted by Joseph Galicchio and composed by Emil Soderstrom. The Marriage was directed by Milton Merlin and presented by the National Broadcasting Company. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.